You ever seen a plant that's deep down in the ground? Man, you've got to get shovels and all types of things just to get it out because it's deeply rooted in that thing. And your ideas, your, your desires, your dreams, your manifestations have to be deeply rooted inside of you. Everybody, what's up and welcome to another episode of the Evolution Podcast. And uh, today, obviously, we have Mr. J, Mr. Johnson. What's up? What's going on, my friend? How are you? I hope everybody's doing super fantastic and I hope you guys are having a great day. And if not, hopefully after this podcast, it will become one. So glad to be here. 100%. 100%. And we got Ethan. What's up, Ethan? Well, good morning, everybody. It's also good to be here today. Can't wait for a good discussion. Awesome. Um, and myself, I'm Sagi. And together, we are the Evolution Podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, what's up? So today we have some questions from actually people that, that, that send us questions about um, some very interesting topics. So the first one that we are going to tackle today is, do you have to be spiritual? Wait, you know what? I'm going to stop for a second and say, guys, if you're listening to the show, you can ask us any questions you'd like, right? Um, you know how to reach us. Um, we have the Instagram here. If you're watching this on YouTube or in the show notes, if you're listening in podcast format, just hit us up on Instagram or if you have our WhatsApp and you're, if you're in one of our WhatsApp communities, uh, Ethan's got the Exponential Freedom Group. Um, I got the Commit First group both on WhatsApp and we also have each of us has it's their Instagram, whatnot. So if you know how to reach out, reach out and ask any questions that you have and we will answer them on the show. Right, great. Now that we're after this, uh, let's talk about uh, the the first question. So, do you have to be spiritual to run a successful business? I never have been a person that subscribed to a specific religion. Mr. J, you want to take it away? Sure, sure, guys. And that is a very good question. Does one have to be spiritual to have a successful business? The question is a resounding no. You do not. There are many people who don't subscribe to any tenement of religion. And yet are become very successful in business. I think the uh, person who asked the question, the fact that they're asking, do I have to be spiritual, uh, in a sense, shows that there is some level of interest. Uh, now, I don't know to what extent, because I don't know the person who wrote the question, but is it you have to be spiritual to have a successful business? The answer is no. However, I will say it doesn't hurt. You know, I, and, and I know you. I don't know if you want a longer answer to that, but you know, as I've gotten older, I would say this to all guys. You know, a lot of in this great world we live in, and we all have a, a lot of different belief systems. So uh, you have Christians, you have Jews, you have Muslims, you have all these different sects of Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhism, and any other ism you can talk about, <laughs> you can practically think about. And I have respect for all of those things. But the fact of the matter is, when you start looking at spirituality, women's religious beliefs, a lot of that comes from your upbringing with how you're raised and where you're from. As I've gotten older, I've come to find some basic commonalities that we all have as so-called human beings. Number one, we're all going to die. Mm. None of us know where we're going to go. Yeah. We're all hoping that we're going somewhere nice. And a lot of based on where we think we're going to go is basically what we were taught. We grew up from our parents or priests or pastors or rabbis or imams or whatever. And so I would say this, it doesn't hurt to be spiritual in business and, and, and from a, maybe from an intuition perspective, because a lot of times I think uh, we don't trust our intuition as well as we should. And if you're in touch with yourself, source, the light, the universe, the creator, energy, whatever, there's so many categories, God, there's so many titles that people get it. The fact of the matter is there are some commonalities. So I would just say to anyone who's listening, if you don't, if you're not spiritual, I'm not here to, to persuade you to join my belief system. However, I would say there has to be some validity because I don't believe that 87% of the people on the planet are wrong, those who hold those particular religious beliefs. So if 90% of us are wrong and the other 10% are right, I mean, uh, that's a huge disparity. So. But to make the answer short, no, I don't believe you have to be spiritual, but it does definitely help you to do so. And um, I, I would just add, like, you know, from what I'm saying, like, you have to have tremendous amount of faith. And it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. 
right? You just have, and faith is a spiritual practice, no matter how you look at it. Well, you know what, Sagi? A lot of people don't understand the definition of the word religion. If you look at the word religion, I believe it's a Greek word. If you have a strong concordance or some type of biblical text, you can look this information up for yourself. The word religion means to control. That's why you have, you know, if I'm a Catholic, I might say Hail Mary and take communion. If I'm a Christian, I might believe in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. If I'm you know, a, a Muslim, I might refrain from the eating of unclean food. So there are so many different laws and attributes and regulations and scripture that one can choose from. But ultimately, it's that individual's decision. Mm-hmm. What do you believe? I will say this. I will say this about spirituality and your business. There is a common denominator between thought and manifestation. Now, what does this have to do with religion or faith? In order for what, you to, what you're affirming to manifest, you must have faith. Now, a lot of times people don't know what faith is. They equate, they equate faith with church. That's what they do. If I, if I have faith, then I must be this religious individual. Or I'm going to church every Sunday or I'm a seven-day Adventist or I keep the Sabbath or I don't keep the Sabbath. There's so many things going on here. But the, the, the fact of the matter is it really comes down to your faith. Now, I'm going to share this with everyone. Again, I just, I just noticed from recollection in the Bible, the New Testament, it says faith is in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, I want to explain that to all those who might be listening, because I, by no means, am some religious scholar, but I have done my due diligence and I can read, write, and comprehend. Now, when we understand that scripture, we must understand its application in our practical life. Now, what does it mean? Faith is, that means faith is a real thing. It is a real thing. It's not just a made up word to make you feel good or to give you some false sense of security. That's not what faith is. Faith is the substance of the thing hoped for. So, for example, we just started the podcast. We're hoping that the podcast will become extremely successful. We're hoping that it reaches millions of people and it becomes extremely profitable. We make a huge impact on people's lives, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you're believing that. You're believing that even though you don't see the evidence of it. Now, what is faith? Faith is the evidence of what we're believing for. So let's make it simple. Faith is the substance of the thing hoped for. In this case, let's say we're hoping for uh, a successful podcast, okay? Yeah. So faith is the substance of the thing hoped for, which is the evolution podcast, the evidence of the thing not seen. What does it mean? Faith is the substance. In other words, well, everything we see around us was not created by the visible. Everything we see was created by the invisible because it all started with the invisible thoughts of man. Right. If I'm if I'm Elon Musk and I want to build an electric vehicle, I'm thinking about how do I do it? I see it in my mind first. Yeah. And then yeah. I have the faith to put forth the work to bring up to bring about the manifestation of that. So faith is the substance of the thing hoped for, the evidence of the thing not seen simply means this. And pay attention to all who are listening to me. And I hope you grasp this because it's the simplest way for you to understand it. The fact that you believe it is what makes it real. Right. That's it. That's how all of this works. All yeah. of it. Whether you are, whatever religion you subscribe to, I've studied many religions, many of them. That's how I'm familiar with so many of them. Mm-hmm. All of them have what I call the scarlet thread. There is one common word found in every last one of them. It is belief. It is believing that makes it real. This is the greatest gift given to every person upon this planet. Unfortunately, because most people have never been taught properly how to use their imagination, or what you would know as your third eye, if you will, or your mind's eye. That's why you can see things in your mind. The ability to speak things into existence. This is why you're vocal and you have voice. You can yell or scream. If a woman was being attacked, she can scream at the top of her lungs and call attention to herself. But most people only get yell and scream when they're upset. But if you took that same energy that it takes to yell and scream and took that energy and you put it out there in a positive direction saying, I'm going to have this successful pot. This is if you were angry. But instead of it being anger, it's joy and exuberance and passion. The same thing holds true. You see, the power doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference of whether you are believing what you're believing or joking. It it takes you literally. Now, scientists call this your subconscious mind. That's what they call it. That's the scientific term given to it. 
But the fact of the matter is, whether it be your subconscious, super subconscious, it's still you. It's still all coming from you. You are the vessel in which your faith brings forth that which you see in your mind into this reality. And the way that it works for all of you who are listening, you don't have to give 10% of your money to some preacher. You don't have to even to be a super nice person. Believe it or not, because many evil people prosper. Am I wrong? No, many evil people prosper. Many people who do wrong and all this other stuff get to the, the pinnacles of success. So then what is it, Mr. Johnson? They got there because they believed it. Yeah. And so all of you who are listening, see what CG, what CG you just mentioned, I, I didn't mean to be long-winded, but I know that's what I'm here to do is to speak. I thought that you bring up a very valid point. You, you not, well, let me say this. You said you need a tremendous amount of faith, right, Sagi? Yep. Do you agree with that? Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to push back. And guys who are listening, remember, these are my mentees. We have these deep, profound conversations. So this is normally how it goes for us. No, you don't. According to the text, you just need the faith of a mustard seed. Mm. That's it. According to the text. Now, one subscribes to the biblical text. If you believe in the Torah, the Old Testament, some don't describe to the New Testament. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is it states this. I'm only telling you what it states. Mm -hmm. You have the faith of a mustard seed. If you've ever seen a mustard seed, if you go to your local farmer's market or your supermarket and you look at a mustard seed and you see how small it is, according to the ancient biblical text, all you and I need is that. That small seed. And understand the principle of the laws of creation. Because anything that you have, it starts with a seed. If a woman gets pregnant, she needs the seed or the semen of a man. If you want to plant lemon trees, you need lemon seeds. You want to plant strawberries or potatoes, you need those seeds to replicate themselves. And it's the same with the seed of faith. Mm -hmm. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God, meaning this. The more you hear something, just like they're listening to this podcast, the more they hear Mr. Johnson, Say, believe in yourself. Ethan always tells me this, Mr. J, I love when you say, don't doubt yourself. You know, if you keep hearing that over and 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 over, you know what's going to happen? You're going to not doubt yourself. That's how it works, guys. They think you got to go to these master classes and spend trillions. You don't have to do any of that. You listen to me, all you are listening to. Listen, guys, because I'm just passionate about your success. This is what I want you to do. Just believe in yourself. Stop beating yourself up and build yourself up. Do I have to be spiritual? Do I have to do this? Do I need a four-year degree? Do I need this? Do I need that? Do I need this? Do I? You know what you need to do? Believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. You've, a lot of us as adults, we forget the experience of childhood. You're, all of us, well, even he doesn't have any children, but me, Sagi, you do. When your children, this is why I teach older people because somehow they seem to forget this. If you want to see how the world works, Look at your children. So what do you mean, Mr. Johnson? Look at your children. They wake up. If all things being equal, they just want to go play. They're not worried about an electric bill, water bill, mortgage, car payment, bills, their business, the entrepreneurship. They're not giving a damn about none of that crap. But I tell you what, your little girl comes to Sagi and says, Daddy, I want some ice cream. And Daddy says, no. Does that little girl give up or does she go to Mommy? If she doesn't go to mommy, might she throw a tenter tantrum. She is going to be determined to get what she wants. You see? And you might even say, I'm not going to get you any ice cream. Let the child keep complaining. And eventually, what does the parent do? Let me get some ice cream for this kid wearing me to damn death. Right? Same, right? Now let's take that same, let's now stay with me. Let's take that same ideology and now let's apply it to your business. I apply for funding. They told me no. Does that mean I stop? No, you keep what? You yes, keep mom. Just, no, it's just, like, just like the ice cream. <laughs> just yes. like the ice cream. No. Uh, Bank of America said no. Go to Chase. They said no. Go to Wells Fargo. They said no. Go to Citizens Trust. They said no. Go to Wells, whatever. But if you're Draw a tantrum. That's right. You're, you're going to tantrum. <laughs> you're determined to get what you want. Right. Only thing that child has. The only convincing measure in that child's mind is they are convinced that if I don't stop, daddy will give it to me. Mm -hmm. It is the same with life. Your daddy would be called the universe or the creator. Okay? You have a business. 
you start your business. It's not moving the way you want it to go. You get a little frustrated, depressed, maybe filled with some anxiety. Who knows? But understand the parable. If I keep going, even though I might be denied, time after time after time, a good friend of mine said this to me, Terrence, you can be wrong 99 times. You only have to be right once. Persistence, my friends, is the key to all of this. Even in your walk, even in this podcast, we are persistent and consistent in delivering up valuable content in time, not instantaneously. Nothing usually happens that way. But in time, say 10 months from now, all of a sudden, evolution has a million followers. Two years from now, it's 3.5 million followers. But it's understanding the process, understanding who and what you are, and that you are the inlet and outlet of life itself. Hope that helps. Yes, love that. Um, and it you talked about the mustard seed. Um, I know you have this thing where you say, you know, your mind is a soil. I know we need to hear it like one thousand times. Can you repeat that? Yes, sure. please. What we say on the clubhouse is when we talk about mustard seed faith, when we talk about the laws of creation. I like to use it in terms that, that are practical and people mm-hmm. to understand. And the one thing that I say is when I say seeds. Your thoughts are your seeds. Now, I want you to understand this. This is very important for all of us who are listening. And it even is a good refresher for me. What you're thinking about, damn it, you are bringing about. I'm going to say it to you again. What you are thinking about, my friends, you are bringing it about in your life. If you are filled with anger, bitterness, doubt, unbelief, worry, anxiety, bitterness, slothful, you're lazy, prideful, angry, boastful, haughty, whatever, if you think about those things consistently enough, then you plant those seeds in your mind, which is the garden of the universe. You must understand the principle. Thoughts are seeds. Your mind is the soil and you water it with your words or your feelings or how your emotions are. Your emotions or your energy in motion is a real thing. How you feel. Now, this is why most men struggle because most men are not in contact with their feelings or if they do have feelings and they're hurt, they'll never show them. They'll never show them. And this bears itself out in many forms, heart attacks, strokes, disease. Because in our culture as men, you cannot show weakness. Am I wrong, gentlemen? No, but we're crazy. But we all know that men get tired. We all know that men cry. We all know men have feelings. But yet in our society, just because of some ignorant bravado, you know, a man won't show that. And I'm not saying you should cry in front of your woman. You should go cry to another man you could trust. That's just a whole other story. Cry, cry to another man you could trust who's not going to look at you sideways, but I'm just saying, faith is the substance of things, so for the evidence of things not seen. Your mind is the soil, your thoughts are your seeds, and you water those seeds with your words. And most importantly, you must understand the natural law of creation. Like attracts like, and so does seed reproduced after its own kind. So, what I want you to understand is, if you are a gardener, not only are you the gardener, but you're also the seeds. You're also the soil. And you're also the person who would reap the bounty of that garden once it produces fruit. Right. Yeah. And, so, and, and one thing that you told me once, um, just to kind of like remember, like to remind uh, a lot of people that are feeling that they're not making progress. They're, they have positive thoughts and they have, you know, they're working hard, but progress is not coming. Right. So uh, you told me once, like, well, when, you know, when a farmer plants the seeds, does he expect the seeds to grow immediately? Well, no, right? You have to have patience and you have to water the seeds, take care of them. They will take time, but eventually they will grow and have beautiful fruits. Or I'm, so tasty proud fruits. Of, I'm so proud of Sigi. Guys, Sigi's not going to say this, but I am. I'm the elder on the call. I don't <laughs> care. Both of these guys are wonderful young men. It's a little warm in Atlanta today. My AC is on, but it's just hot in my house for some reason. I gotta see what's going on here. But yeah. nevertheless, these are great young men. And the one thing I always want these guys to understand is how powerful they are. So I said to them, this is none of this is scripted, guys. We're not, we didn't rehearse any of this. He said, Mr. Jay, just say, yeah, because I have a great deal of respect for these two young men. They're very good young men, good young businessmen. And I believe uh, multimillionaires in the making. They're very, very close. And that's not to put their business out there. That's just to show the level of progression that I see these guys obtaining. But um, 
Yeah, when we start talking about this, the soil and things of that nature, Sagi, and, and if you're having time and you're not seeing the progress you make, what do you do? Well, here's what I tell people. When you plant a seed in the ground, the seed is not concerned with how long it takes for it to grow. You are. <laughs> this is the problem with most right. people. This is the problem with people. They plant mm -hmm. a seed, and they like, and then in the mind of Instagram, instant. Oh, I should have a million followers in a week. It doesn't work that way. And so when a person is working hard towards their goal, they're doing their affirmations, they're working out, they're eating right, they're doing everything they can to get their business off the, off the ground running. And Mr. Johnson, I'm doing this, but man, it doesn't seem to be moving in the right direction. Well, I beg to differ. You see, once you plant the seed, stay with me, guys, who are listening to me out there on the podcast land. Stay with me here. Use your imagination and take the journey with Mr. Johnson. If I plant a seed in the ground, right, and I put some dirt over it, Okay, and water it. And if I come back out the next day, there's no tree out there. As a matter of fact, it would look like nothing's happened. But we just talked about earlier in the conversation about the word faith. Okay, we just talked about it. So even though you know you planted the seed, you knew you started the podcast, you knew you started your design company, you knew you started your brokerage house, you knew you did all of these things, right? And you plant the seed and you come out two days later and nothing's happening. But here's the kicker. Just because you don't see nothing happening doesn't mean nothing's happening. Right. This is a problem with most people. Well, Mr. Johnson, can you prove your theory? Absolutely. You plant the seed, you cover it with dirt, you water it. Two weeks go by, you come outside on your back, or your patio, whatever, and all of a sudden, there's this small little green thing coming out the dirt. Doesn't look very strong. If it gets too much water, you'll drown it. If it doesn't get enough water, you kill it. It's very weak, but it made itself out the dirt. It made itself out the muck, out the dirt. And here's another thing. Not only does the seed is germinating, that's what it's called, the germination process, right? So we see that that seed has to germinate so it can take root in the soil. Your ideas have to take root in your mind, not just be on the surface of your mind, because a surface plant, you can easily pull it up. You can easily uproot it. But if it's deep down, you ever seen a plant that's deep down in the ground? Man, you've got to get shovels and all types of things just to get it out because it's deeply rooted in that thing. And your ideas, your, your desires, your dreams, your manifestations have to be deeply rooted inside of you. Now, here's another thing. That seed, stay with me, in one lemon seed or a trillion others, in one seed, or a trillion other seeds. You say, Mr. Johnson, that's asking not. Yes, no, I'm not. You got one seed, you plant that seed. From that one seed, it dies. Stay with me. The old you has to die. That's what got you to the point where you are today, the way you were living up to this point. The, your old way of thinking, your old behavior pattern, your old conversation, the things you talk about, the people you go around, the way you are. But listen, once I put that seed in the, in the ground, and remember, I'm using this as a as an analogy. So the seed is your thought, the ground is your mind. Once I put this seed in your mind, right? Or you put the seed in your mind, you plant it, you take it, you let it get deep down in there and take deep root. The reason it has to take deep root, so when the trials and tribulations come, when you don't have the funding that you need, you don't have the client base that you need, you don't have the cash flow that you need, you don't have the consumer base that you need, you don't have the repetitive businesses that you want, that's why it has to take deep root. Because if those things are not happening consistently, what does a person want to do with their plant? They want to rip it up. It's not working. But if you hold on and let that seed die and give time, time to do what time does, and that one lemon seed or a billion others, because that one seed will produce a tree. And that tree, just say, it produces 400 lemons. Well, in each of those 400 lemons is 10 other seeds. And each of those 10 other seeds is 400 lemons. And so forth and so forth and so forth and so forth and so on, right? But check this out, guys. All of those seeds were already in that one seed. But here's the deal. That seed will do nothing. It means nothing unless you put it in soil. Your idea means nothing unless you put it into practice. What you're wanting to have happen means nothing unless you take that seed and you put it in fertile soil, and then you, which is good soil, which is a good mind. How about that? A good mind. The mind is good. How many people's mind is filled with muck, doubt, fear, unbelief, cowardice, racist, hateful? It's all around us. But you, my friends, these two young men, they have good minds. 
So Mr. Johnson plants good seeds in fertile soil. Now, Mr. Johnson has quite a bit of years on these guys. Doesn't mean I'm smarter, just means I'm wiser Look, on average. And I know if I plant seeds in, that, in these soil, in this soil, that's just Sagi Schreiber and Ethan Heisey, and I'm planting seeds in them. I'm not looking for a tree in 12 months. It might be 10 years when, when Sagi's, you know, 10 more years in, or Ethan's 10 more years in, but now his fruit tree has blossomed. And here's another thing. When the fruit comes on the tree, you just can't pick it. The fruit has to ripen. Mm -hmm. If you pick the apple too soon, it's bitter. It doesn't taste good. If you let it stay there too long, it's rotten. That's why you have to pick it at the peak of freshness. This is why you have to strike when you're young. So... I yeah, I love it. I love it. And man, I, Ethan, by the way, I'm sorry. Do you, do you want to say anything in regards to that? I was talking the entire time. No, you're good. I, I was, as I was sitting here thinking and listening to Mr. Johnson speak, something I've learned as I've met more successful people than myself and Mr. Johnson and to, to all of us here is that the most successful people I've, I've, I've talked to speak in long-term time horizons. Where it was when I first started my business, you know, I expected money to come in day one. But <laughs> right. from listening to both of you, you all are saying, hey, how, where are we going to be in the next 10, even 20 years down the road? If not, what are our children going to inherit from us? And you guys talk in these time, long time horizons, and it seems that a lot of people fail out of business too quickly because they're bouncing around from the next get rich quick thing, but they don't get so that's what I'm I'm hearing from both of you and I'm I'm seeing it myself personally. It took me a few years to make something even meaningful as an income. Um, I don't know if you guys see that as well. No. Hey, you know what, Ethan? You know, guys out there, listen, what I love about Ethan is his curiosity. He's a smart young man. He's a great kid. He's not a kid. He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> but compared to me, I, mean, I wish I was his age, believe me. But no, you're absolutely right. Ethan. And what happens is, I love to hear you talk like that because it shows me you're expanding your consciousness. Most young, listen, when I was your guys' age, I didn't have anyone to tell me this crap, man. Oh, man, I, when I was Ethan's age, I, I didn't either. Like, that's, Nobody, that's amazing. I, you know, <laughs> trial and error, man. But look at the evolution of, of society and of people in general. Now you have the older connecting with the younger, the elder with the younger people. Now, the, the younger people can say, you know what? It was all my young guys who taught me about Zelle, Cash App, uh, all that crap, all the FinTech, all that. Mr. Jason, old school. But Mr. Jason, well, listen, what do you know about equity? What do you know about this? These are the things Mr. J will teach you. So it's a really, all knowledge and wealth is, is information. That's all it is. That's all it is, man. You'll go to school for four years to get more information. That's what you're going to school for, to get more information. But here's what most people fail to realize. School is all theory. You got the real world out here. The way you become successful, number one, is through the belief in oneself. You can never achieve anything of any substantial significance, in my opinion, in your life without believing in yourself. You know, this is very important to me because a lot of times men and women just don't believe. Many people believe in a higher power, but they don't believe in themselves. You know, and this is a, this is the, the, the one of the most crucial elements of the fundamental principles of creation is belief in oneself. Right. So, yeah. 100 percent. And, you know, like something that uh, connects to Ethan. Uh, Ethan, by the way, you got up, but I guess you're still with your earbuds. So you're probably listening to us. Um, so. It's like I, I connected because I just recently learned how to think more long term um, and um, because like we really underestimate what we can do in a long period of time and we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time. But if we if we take the long game, if we run the marathon, we become, you know, kind of like it, it, first of all, we run faster. Right. It, in a way, it makes it at least it, for me, I feel like I run faster when I think long term. And then I feel I have, I'm dropping all the pressure for myself right now because I'm thinking long-term, right? <clears throat> and I'm making better decisions. And I think that's something that's very, um, 
you know, v- very smart to give the analogy of agriculture, agriculture and, um, and, and farming, right? Because you do expect things to take long and you can't really um, appreciate, you, you can't expect things to happen uh, quickly. Um, one thing that is interesting, do you guys know about the bamboo tree? No, I think I've heard this before. How long yeah, it takes I've heard to- this one. It's great. Yeah. 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 No. So, so the bamboo tree, right? It takes four years, four years, nothing grows. Nothing. You just got to have faith. <laughs> you know, it's probably going to grow, but you got to have That's faith, right? You got to water it. You got to, you know, make sure you take care of it every day, every day. You have to water it every day. After four years, it, in one season, it shoots for up to the sky, up to like 80 feet high. It's crazy. In, in one season. Yeah. So, you know, that's it. for all of you out there. You, you know with progress. I, I, want, I want you guys to understand that, that it's better to get rich when you're young. I mean, you're 65 and 70. And it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's cool. But if you're 30, 35 and 40, it's better when you're young. Your energy level is different and all of that. Now, if you're not young, it doesn't mean you still can't attain a great deal of success. I didn't get a lot of my success until I hit my stride in my 40s. But I want to tell you, though, when you start looking about money and you hear Ethan said it earlier, long term wealth. Um, I'm not going to say how old Ethan is. I know he is, but I can only imagine what this guy is going to be in 10 years. Jesus, even you, you can to say me. whatever you want, Mr. J. Oh, oh. <laughs> I believe, thank you. Thank you. I, I love my guys. Uh, I believe Ethan, you're 25 now, right? Or 24? 25. Just turned 25. Jesus, guys, 25 years old. God almighty. Lucky guy. But anyway, imagine in 10 years. So yeah, same thing with you. I tell all my guys this because a lot of you guys not just you guys. I think it's just a human nature thing. They want everything right away. Yeah. Totally get it. I was the same way myself. But there is something about the, the process that when you rob a man of his experience or a woman of their experience, you see, if I could say, uh, for those who are listening, if I could say, Siki, here's $10 million in cash. It would be great. Mr. J gave me 10 million. I got, I'm a multi-man. I got $10 million. I'm great. Everything's love. It's groovy. Oh, thank God. I'm blessed, right? And that might be true. But what also has happened is he has been robbed of his experience because it was given to him. Right. He didn't have to go through anything to learn how to manage money. Yeah. How's the money going to affect my wife and I? How's it going to affect me and my children? How about my spouses? There are a lot of things that come with success that many people never account for. Jealousy, envy, taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget the big T. Don't forget the big T, you know? And so what I tell guys is this. You want to look long-term. You want to have short and long-term goals. But I, I have no doubt, all things being equal, if the world does ever go back to what we can quote, unquote, call normal, I, I predict in the next three years, if not sooner, that the guys that you see on this podcast with me are listening to through the various different platforms we're on, they'll be multimillionaires. I have no doubt about it because they're just aligned with it. You see, the key to success is aligning with success. I want to say this to all you guys who are listening to me. The key to success is to align with success. And that everything in business is predicated upon relationships. The only reason I'm doing this podcast is because of these two guys. That's it. And I don't mean that arrogantly. I'm, I'm fine. But why do I do it? Because they would say, Mr. J, I hold such value. And I'm no old fool. If young people say, hey, what you're saying matters, it's relevant, and it could be helpful, then why not do it? And so those things all play a part in it as well, if you will. 100%. I mean, there's so much value in um, in everything that you're saying, Mr. J. And I think we all have to hear this. Even like, I think for me, like being 38 years old, even 25, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of things that are um, for me in my age. I know that a lot of people already are kind of giving up on like even creating wealth, and that's pretty sad. I'm I'm talking to people, and they're like. In the, in the beginning of their 40s, and they're like, you know, Sagi, I just gave up. I'm probably not going to be the next, you know, Facebook or anything like that. I'm not going to fund the next company. I'm like, man, like, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken guy, like, he started at age 56. 
He pitched his idea 80 times before someone said yes at age 56. Like, at 56 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, yeah, right. there's a lot to do any, any given day. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop. I think it's just the thing about like not stopping um, and, and having that long-term commitment, long-term vision that really focuses you, reduces the stress from the day-to-day, um, okay. all the get-rich-quick kind of schemes and, and online courses and stuff like that, if it, you know. Um, but learn, people learn about wealth. Just, you know, consume the knowledge. You have to educate yourself. Guys, listen yeah. to me. There's a scripture that says this in the great book of Hosea. In the Old Testament, it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. School does not make you knowledgeable. I keep telling you this. I'm the former executive with ABC, Walt Disney, ESPN, and I ran multi-million dollar companies, had hundreds of employees, and I have a high school diploma. And everybody on my staff who had a degree or a bachelor's or a master's, and how did you wind up being the boss? I mean, obviously, you're not as well educated as they are, Mr. Johnson. Nonsense. 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 None of it matters. It's just a scheme. The fact of the matter is, no one determines your self-worth but yourself. You determine your self-worth. You determine what you know. But unfortunately, like the movie The Matrix, so many people are jacked in that they can't operate outside of the system. They just can't function. You know, you have to go to college and take on four years of debt. And I know people with masters and PhDs and doctorates that are still paying their student loan debt. Still, they're in debt. I thought education should free you from debt. Yeah. To free you from those things. This is not true. What frees you from debt is knowing how to make money. Right. Real simple. And that's a knowledge-based skill. I want you guys to see how simple life is. But society has complicated it and made it to where it's so confusing that very few people excel. You just made mention of the guy from KFC in his 50s, right? How about Warren Buffett? Most people don't realize Warren didn't start making money until his 50s. This is the truth. But, yeah. uh, but if you look at Instagram and YouTube and, oh, you should be a millionaire by 30. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's not true. You know, you can give a person a lot of money without education. What happens to lottery winners when they hit for 400 million? Five years later, what does the statistic, uh, the statistic say? They're broke. Hmm. You hit the lottery for $100 million. Five years later, you're broke because they lack knowledge. What do I do? You see, one of the things I teach in business and just in life in general, it is the marrying of the mind, the heart, which is your emotion, if you will, and your emotion, your, your belief in yourself. Once one can truly understand, and this might sound somewhat facetious for some people, and that's okay if you don't agree with me, it's no harm, no foul, but I'm telling you what I know is true. Once a man or a woman makes a decision, they really truly decide that I am going to be this. He's like your person, your friend you made mention of earlier, Shagi, at 40, he's decided to quit, to give up. I'm done. He made a decision. And you know what's going to happen? Exactly that. Mm -hmm. Because he's decided that. You see, the one thing, it is not even free will. Somebody said, oh, Mr. Johnson, we have free will. No, you do not. You've already made the choice. You just have to understand why you made the choice. Yeah. You have to understand why you did it. You already know what you're going to do. Everybody does. Yeah. Because they have to understand why they did it. And a quitter knows he's going to quit. He knows when he steps on that field, I'm going to quit. The thought's already running through his head. He just needs something to push him over the edge to make him quit. Yeah, he's done. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, I, there's so many times where in UFC, you see people fighting in the ring and they're like, you know, see one person is like, oh, my God, you see his face. He's tired. That's it. He's going to lose. Like, you know, it's done. And you see the other person coming up, like walking. I, I find a lot of uh, interesting, like the kind of like how they act before the fight. When you see people act before the fight with full confidence, you know that they are going to win. But you see some people acting out of like rage or um, just kind of like hate towards the other person or something like that. You know, 100%, like, you know, if the other person plays it right, he's going to win and this guy's going to lose. And it's the same, I think, in life. And I think there's also so much wrong information out there. We talked about knowledge. 
there's wrong knowledge out there. And there are uh, people that are trying to take uh, ownership of your mind, including close people. Um, I had I had someone that came to me in the beginning of COVID and he was a mentor of mine. And he told me, Sagi, in one year from now, you're totally broke and you're fighting with cops on the streets. Remember what I'm saying. Remember what I'm saying. And he had a one hour long conversation with me trying to un- like envision, like for me to envision this like Armageddon, uh, total chaos, uh, where like everybody's like fighting with cops in the streets and like, you know, the, the country is going to shit and everything. And that was, you know, one year later, I'm like, okay, I'm safe. I'm not, you know, I'm not broke. <laughs> Everything's great. My business actually flourished in the COVID period. My business freaking flourished. And, and I was like, okay, I learned something. So now I had another conversation with him recently. And he's like, Sagi, financial situation is going to shit. You're, you're going to be broke, man. I'm like, man, that's, enough like i know how to guard my mind right now you know no way, way better and and uh and i know i called you and i just gotta i gotta be you know kind of straightforward and honest and i was in this <laughs> in this workshop the other week last week and i remember this like this um the guy who gave the workshop I'm not gonna mention his name like he's an amazing businessman but he really scared us all about the upcoming recession really scared us and I remember that day really shook me. And I called you later, Mr. J, like on the way back, on the drive back home. And I'm like, Mr. J, listen, like, I know I got to guard my mind, but I think something, you know, someone infiltrated my fortress here. Um, right. And you're like, Sagi, you know, you kind of like pep talked me out of it. Um, but it was, it was definitely something like we are so bombarded with negative information, even from great, very smart people. Um, and so, I mean, we got to guard our minds. I think this uh, podcast, if you're listening to it, guys, this is definitely one of the greatest sources because Mr. J is keeping you know it real what? here. So, I'm just glad to hear you say that. I remember in our sessions early on, I would always repeat that to you to guard your mind. Guard your mind. I said this to all you who are listening to me. You must have soldiers, assassins, ninja warriors, <laughs> special forces, Delta Force. The SEAL Team 6, you must have those type of soldiers posted at the gates of your mind. Your mind is the gateway to the universe. I'm telling you the truth. Why do you think people try so hard to control it? Through the news. Pump out evil, war, death, destruction, evil, war, death, destruction, evil, war, death, destruction, economic collapse, economic collapse. It scares the hell out of people. Yeah. And that they know, listen, all of you who are listening, listen to me. Go to YouTube. Look up the Gateway Project. They, this, the, the information that Mr. Johnson is bringing you is nothing new. It's just been suppressed. They don't want you. The worst thing any society wants is a well-educated and healthy group of people. No. They're going to continuously. So like your friend who said, Sagi, a year from now, you're going to be fighting in the streets and broke. Why would, first of all, if you're my friend, even if I believe that shit, why would I say that to you? Right. Because if, if we're friends, whenever you, this is, pay attention, all of you who are listening, be careful who you call your friends. I think it's the term used too loosely. Because whenever you're talking to someone, there is an exchange of energy between two people. Now, these Sources of energy have two things, negative or positive. It is just that simple. And so if we're in a conversation and I'm spewing positive energy, Sagi just stated, Mr. J, you called me, you kind of talked me out of it. But what did he say? It wasn't really what I was saying. It was how I was making you feel based on what I was saying. Mm -hmm. Once you guys pay attention. And the way I was saying it, you cannot give a message on a garbage lid. It, it won't work. So I'm not going to beat my guy up. I'm saying, listen, man, even if what that guy is saying has some merit or it might have some validity to it, it doesn't mean it has to be true for you. The Ukraine is at war, not the whole world. So in other words, if this happening in, to these people or to that person, it doesn't mean it has to happen to you. But most people sell fear. That's why I scared the hell out of you. I'm going to sell fear to them. And when you're fearful, imagine if you're in a fearful situation. Are you thinking straight? No. Are you at your best when you're fearful? No. So then that's why they do it. But imagine if you took that same ideology and you calmed down. 
Why is it? Why is it when something bad happens, the first thing people say is stay calm? Because they know when you're not calm, you will do something foolish. You will do something stupid. And most likely what you do, if it's depending on the circumstance, the situation, you can do something so foolish that it costs you greatly. So I say to all of you who are listening, guard your mind with all diligence. For out of your mind are the issues of your life. In other words, you have been given the ability to create your own world. You say, Mr. J, how is that true? Don't you young folks say you can speak things into existence? And I what I hear all the time my young guys tell me, well, if you can speak something into existence, and I believe that to be true, the more profound question should be, well, who on the other side of that is listening to you? That's what I would say. Who's listening to you? That you're calling something to you, then something must be listening to you. This is what most people won't talk about. You see, what they've done is very simple. And I don't mean to ramble, but my spirit is saying, tell the people so that they know, at least when I die, I'm going to be held accountable for my life and my actions. At least you spoke the truth to the best of your ability. The fact of the matter is, scientists call it energy. A minister might call it spirit. Scientists call it affirmations. But a priest might call it a prayer. Scientists call it manifestation but a religious person might call it a miracle. You see, it's all the same. The, 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 the scientist person might say, call, speak something into existence. The religious person would say, call the things that are not as though they were. You see, the principles and the techniques and tactics that I use and employ to all these people that I deal with, it's nothing new. You've just forgotten how to use them. But it's the basic principle of what you would tell your children. If your children doubt themselves, you're going to tell them to believe in themselves. When your children are afraid, you're going to tell them to have courage. When your children are doing the best, you're going to tell them, give it your best effort. The same thing I tell all my mentees. It is the same thing. All parents are our older children. That's it. We're older children hoping that we make the right decisions. <laughs> That's best for us and our families. I'm telling you the truth, man. It's all we are. Older kids. And you're, when you're talking to your children, you're trying to prevent them from making the same mistakes you make. I mean, life is fascinating. It's colorful, man. I enjoy I enjoy living because I've always had, almost had my life taken from me. And when you understand these basic principles, this is why when tragedy strikes somebody, they say, I got a second what? Chance. Mm -hmm. Now they're living an entirely different life. Why is this, guys? Because death came upon them and they saw in a twinkling of an eye that my life could be entirely different. And all the shit I wanted to do, all the shit I wanted to do, get my Ferrari, buy a Lambo, go to the beach, fly in a private jet, whatever the hell it might have been, it's over. The greatest asset you have is your time. Don't waste it. Yeah. Don't waste it around people who are not going to encourage you, uplift you, support you. You tell those people, get the F out of here. I don't waste time with fools. You know, and you guys are not fools. And I'm sure the people who are listening are not foolish either. And if you are, hopefully this will help you not to be. But your mind is truly the gateway to all that what you desire. How you feel is like a, a, a compass. You know, how do you feel? That's like a compass. You're trying to find a direction. You use your GPS. Your feelings are your compass. Mm -hmm. But listen carefully. Your feelings can deceive you. This is very important. Your feelings can deceive you. If you are easily deceived, by your own inadequacies, by your own insecurities. Shore yourself up first through your mind, thoughts, action, words, and deeds. Once you've done that, a man cannot give what he does not possess. You cannot give another man something you do not hold for yourself. If you want wisdom, to seek it out. If you want money, to learn how to make it. If you want to be a great investor, to surround yourself with people who understand finance. You want to be a great businessman, work on being a great person. There are certain basic elements that no one talks about that I know will serve you in the long term to your benefit, I might add. Yeah. And I think with that, we can definitely end this episode. I think we had a lot of great points brought up here. Um, and um, I think, you know, we should just leave it at that. Let's All right. Well, let me say this before we go. I just want to shout out my guy, Sagi, my guy, Ethan, Bob Hunter, Brad and Tron the Giles, CJ Anderson, Teddy, 
my wife, Marie, all of my friends and family and business colleagues. And here I am doing the very thing that they said eventually I would wind up doing. I hope that this podcast helps you. We're believing that it will become super successful and impact people's lives in the very best way. I wanted to say that with people. So please check us out. Shoot your questions to us. We are here. We're here for your help. We, we want to help you. We really do want to help you. I really want to see all of you be successful. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what race you are. I don't care what part of the country you come from. I don't tolerate foolishness and, and insults and all that crap. That goes both ways. But if you are a good person and you really want to change your life, this guy, Sagi, is such a good guy and a smart guy. You know, hopefully you reach out to him on LinkedIn, see what this company does, and hopefully it could be a match. And as far as money goes, that young guy, even that 24, 25-year-old young man, guys, let me tell you, one of the nicest, smartest, integrity, honest, Reach out to my guys. This is Mr. Johnson. I love you all. And I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you guys for listening. And Mr. J, by the way, guys, let's plug in Mr. J with the mentoring program. So that's how we have this podcast going. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a mentoring program. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Thank you. Right. See you on the next episode. Right. Remember to rate right. us iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're now on Apple Podcasts. Um, just uh, Spotify for listening on Spotify. Just rate us five stars. And uh Tell someone, tell a friend. Peace. And listen, look forward to the Evolution merchandise. Make sure mm-hmm. you should check us out on our website. Guys, we're growing and we're coming. Get ready because we coming. We coming. We coming hard, baby. Trust oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. We come. Are we coming? Yeah, we are. Oh, we're going. We're coming, man. <laughs> we, we're on our way. So, guys, trust us. We're going to be there, man. Look at my young guys behind me. I love these guys. They're going to be super fantastic businessmen. I bid you all a great, peaceful day. I got to get to work. All Talk right. to you later. Stop, guys. All right.